Welcome to the Well Q&A podcast. The Well is the student ministry of Key Life Fellowship, which exists to equip students for lifelong service of Jesus Christ. Each week through a QR code given to them at youth, students of the Well anonymously send in various questions they have regarding the lesson or even about various biblical topics. We pray that we may also be a blessing to your Christian walk as together we find all the answers that we need in the Word of God. It's no secret to anyone that morality in today's uh, time is lacking. In church circles, in culture in general, it's hard to take a stand, obviously, for Christ and His gospel, but it's even tough to just take a strong stance on really any moral issue and that trickles down into all of life when we really think about it. And so this is where the heart of the question for today comes from. You guys asked, uh, it, can I lie to someone if that lie could potentially lead to something good? Question that obviously is thought-provoking. Not a new question at all. Uh, this is what we would call an ethics question, meaning what is right, what is moral, what actually can we do, what actually should we do. And, and kudos to, uh, to, to those who ask this question. Uh, man, I, I, can I lie? I know lying is not that big a deal. It, it, well, is it, what if something better comes out? What if I lie and, and, and good comes from the lie? Um, let's think about this. What is at the heart of this question. Obviously, you are wanting to something good to happen. You are wanting fruitfulness to come, even from potentially a lie. Uh, to quote the Bible, shall we do evil that good may come? Absolutely not. That sounds very foolish, but when you put it in the word choice that you did, you said, man, what, can we do something that's not that bad, or doesn't seem that bad, in hopes of something better coming from it. Isn't that just the, again, the deceitfulness of sin and how this works? Before we just get all unraveled by this, I, I want to go to a passage of scripture in the Bible that brings a lot of clarity to this. 2 Samuel chapter 6 it is, it is talking about King David. He is bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem, the, the place where it's supposed to be. The Ark of the Covenant symbolized uh, the presence of God with the Israelite people in the Old Testament. It was a big deal. So David's bringing this back. And what's going on here is nobody's paying really any attention to how this is supposed to be carried, this big ark. It was a big, for lack of a better term, uh, box. Uh, you can Google a picture. It will give you a pretty good idea of what the Ark of the Covenant looked like. It had rings and cherubim on it, or angels and, and gold. and uh, It was an immaculate thing. And, and the whole book of Leviticus talks about how you're supposed to carry the ark, how, how you're supposed to behave around the ark, how you're supposed to offer the sacrifice, not just anybody, uh, upon the mercy seat of the ark, and all of this stuff. It was just crazy amount of rules that went along with dealing with the Ark of the Covenant. 
showing us that, man, God is holy, we should take him serious. Well, the Israelites in David's time, they're taking the ark back to Jerusalem, and, and it's, it's not going by the way that Scripture says they're supposed to carry it. For instance, ox are carrying it on a cart. That wasn't supposed to happen. Nothing was going right. And so what happens is the oxen, it says, stumbled. They were carrying the ark. The oxen tripped, and there's no telling. We don't know why, but somehow they stumbled, and the ark goes to fall to the ground. There is a man named Uzzah there. Uzzah, in, in good hopes and good intentions, he tries to catch the ark so it doesn't fall on the ground. The problem is that if anyone was to touch the ark, Scripture says they were to die because they were unclean. Uzzah is unclean with good intentions. He's doing a good thing by not letting the ark fall on the ground and, and tip over and be this horrible uh, spectacle for everyone to see. So Uzzah thinks, man, the best thing for me to do is to just catch the ark so it doesn't fall. And when he catches the ark, as soon as he touches the ark, he falls down dead. So what do we learn from this? We, we, we learn a lot. We learn that God is holy. We learn that God actually cares about how he prescribes doing things. Now the word of God is so full of examples, so full of commands that we are to follow. If we neglect those commands, even if they're with good intentions, to use our question to bring this all full circle, if just telling a lie could bring about something good, can I still tell the lie? What you have here is a classic Uzzah-type principle. What you also see is a word you need to know because it is prevalent today. The word is pragmatism. Pragmatism simply means this, that the ends of something justify the means. Maybe that didn't help you, but you will say this if you are a pragmatic thinker. Well, something good may come of this, so therefore to get the ends, I'm going to employ whatever means necessary in order to bring about the good end of this. For our example today, the end would be something good, the means to achieve that end would even be lying, and so a pragmatic approach would be, let's lie for the sake of something good coming out of this lie, even if it's just a lie. This is dangerous. This was so dangerous for Uzzah. Uzzah had a pragmatic approach to the ark, to, to, to coming before God, to thinking about God. It, 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 well, I know that I can't do this, but if I don't do this, it will be worse off than if I do. This seeps its way everywhere, this idea of pragmatism. This seeps its way into churches. Churches will uh, use all kinds of pragmatic approaches to try and reach people. They will employ different kind of music because if we do different kind of music, it will, it will attract more people. Or if we, we, if we tone down the message, we'll have more people in our seats. The bills will be paid. Uh, we will look better. We, we will have a little more sense of pride about ourselves, and, and that'll be great. We'll, we will preach shorter messages. 
We, we will be more encouraging. We'll be more topical. We're not going to be so devoted to Scripture. We're not going to give any demands to people. We're not going to make it tough for them. We're going to make it super comfortable for them so that they can come and have a great experience here at church. We are going to make ourselves look just like the world so we can reach the world. Ladies and gentlemen, that is classic pragmatism. That, in essence, is what Uzzah was struck dead for. So beware of this, not just about church, uh, but beware with this. Uh, th- th- this, to me, this is a huge um, focus and a huge driving force behind justifying abortion. So, what in the world? How can how, how can you use you use this idea of pragmatism to justify abortion? Here's why. Well, I'm going to murderously dismember and kill this human being baby who is inside of me because it will result in a better life for me. You, you see how the ethics thing comes into play? You see how the pragmatism, the ends justifying the means, the ends being a better life for me, the means being killing an innocent unborn baby in your womb that you willfully chose to have sexual relations with someone else of the opposite sex, so therefore the consequence of that is pregnancy. And now you're wanting to think about your life. See how dangerous this ideology is? Friends, don't fall for this. No, it's tempting. And that's an extreme example. I understand that. But we as Christians should be so devoted to following Christ, to obedience to Him, that we don't want to fudge on any of it. Even if we may think something good May come of it. David did the same thing, didn't he? Didn't he with Bathsheba? Oh man, that's a beautiful woman. I'm gonna sleep with her. Oh wow. Well, this has gotten really, really bad. Now she's pregnant, so I'm gonna call her husband here to come sleep with her. Uh, that didn't work out, and so well, I'm gonna cover this up some more. I'm just going to pile sin on top of sin on top of sin, hoping something good comes from this, and it never did. I'm going to quote maybe your grandmother, maybe one of your parents. Maybe one of your grandpas, if, you ha- if they had some wisdom. And they told us, maybe you've heard this. If you haven't heard this, this is new and this is hopefully mind-blowing. You won't go wrong with doing right, even if you think this is bad. How can I, I don't know that I can do the right thing here. You will never go wrong with doing right. Right. 